While we've tried to be as helpful as possible, this podcast should not be considered professional financial advice. It contains general information only, and you should seek out independent professional advice on your personal situation before making any financial decisions. You need to understand what difference you've made to my life. It was only a few months ago that life was not worth it, that life was way too hard, and you've actually put me into a home and you've provided a safe environment for me and my kids, and this is something that I never, ever could have ever imagined. Welcome to Building the Dream, a podcast by Metricon all about the process of building a new home. I'm your host, Cecilia Ramsdale. I'm a mum of two kids. I am a voice actor, a podcaster, and I have a sneaky love of houses and all things real estate. Now, I, like many of you listening, have bought houses before. I've renovated. I've even rebuilt entire parts of them. But one thing I've never done is build a whole new house from scratch, but I've always wanted to. So in this series, I'll be speaking to the experts at Metricon about the process of building a brand new home. Together, we'll explore all the steps in the process from first deciding to build new to actually getting the keys. And by the end of this series, you and I will both know if we want to take the plunge. Up until this point in the series, we've spoken a lot about how to plan for the build and what to take into account before you get started. But in today's episode, we're going to explore what happens when you decide to take the plunge. What's the process when you decide you'd like to build and you're ready to get started? To find out more, I'm speaking to two experts from Metricon who have helped customers through hundreds of home and land purchases. First up, you'll hear from Karen Cooper, Karen is a sales manager at Metricon and she's been in the home building industry for decades. She's had a long and varied career where she's helped people through countless builds. Karen, having seen all kinds of trends and processes come and go, has a heap of wisdom to share. So I began today's conversation by asking her how she's seen things change over the years. There's a couple of ways to answer that. The first one would be technology. Now, when we do our quotes and everything, that's all online, and the options that we have are in the hundreds of thousands, right? So you don't just want stone to the bench top. There's probably 10,000 options for that because you pick the category you want, then you pick the thickness that you want, then you pick the edge. There's so many things that you can go through with doing that hand-drawn sighting. And that's evolved as well. So we got this system called GeoSight and you put in the dimensions of the block. Each block has what we call engineering levels. So that tells you whether it's flat, whether it's got full, that sort of thing. Put that in. It puts the house on, shows you a 3D, shows you if there's cut and fill and retaining walls and all of those sort of things. And you can send that off to a customer. They can then turn around and play with the brick colours, play with I want render here, I want to change the roof roof colours, everything like that. So technology has changed incredibly. Houses and construction has changed a lot too. So back when I started, there wasn't really anything that you would call an energy rating. Oh, yes. I don't think that anybody ever spoke about an energy rating. Like it wasn't important. And to see that gradually change over the years is something that's pretty incredible too. You go into a house 
from 20 years ago or 25 years ago that I sold then. There was barely insulation. There was all of these things that really didn't play any importance. If somebody wanted double glazed windows, it was really a big thing. And they were probably pioneered going out because they'd read about it or heard about it or something like that. It wasn't something that was readily available or most people would want. And if somebody ever wanted that, it was a really big thing. But yeah, over the time, that's changed significantly. We're now looking at heading in towards seven star. So it went from five to six, we're heading into seven star. Yeah, I was going to ask you whether Metricon had an energy rating sort of system that they adhere to. Yeah, of course, every builder has to now. So every house that is sold, the energy rating is dependent on which way is it facing. So is north, south, east, west, is there eaves? Is there how big are the windows? How high are the ceilings? All of these things affect the, the energy rating. And it's really important that in order to get a building permit, you've got to have six-star energy rating, right? Otherwise, you can't get it. So what is it that we need to do? We need to add extra insulation. You might throw in some double-glazed windows, all of those sorts of things. What do you mean by geosite when you talk about placing the house on the site? Okay, so geosite, so there's two things. So first of all, you need to site the house or position the house on the block. We use a really advanced computer system called Geosite. And what that allows us to do is input all of the details of the block and we can then put the house on top of it. That will then do cut and fill, show us everything that we need to do and build a 3D version of that house on that particular block. Or you could do it with Lego. Correct. I mean, really. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Karen. So first, I'd like to talk to you about the moment when a customer decides to investigate with Metricon what they need to do to build a home. So the first interaction they have with the company. Tell me what happens. So a couple of things are going to happen. They're either going to pick up the phone, 1300 Metricon, jump on the website or come into the displays. So if we talk through the display process, generally what they'll do They'll research where's the closest display to me or they'll think about where is it that we want to live. Let's go have a look at some houses there and let's potentially have a look at land. The way that we try and get the team to look at it is when somebody comes into a Metricon display, we almost want it to be like they're coming into your home, right? So how are you going to greet these people? You're not sitting on the couch or at the kitchen table and tell them to yell out for them to come in. You're going to welcome them in, make them feel great, tell them a little bit about the displays and let them have a wander through. Traditionally, customers will have a wander through the displays and then we've got on site our new home advisors. They're there to help answer any questions. So a lot of people will come in. Some are really well researched. So I've already looked at this plan and I'm in love with the sovereign. Can you tell me a bit about that? Others, not so much. So they might come in and say, hey, can you tell me about a home and land package? So everybody comes in on a slightly different journey and it's a matter of figuring out where exactly they are in this journey and what we need to do to get them to the next step. Can you explain what greenfields and inner urban means in terms of areas? Okay, perfect. So greenfields, that's the outer ring of Melbourne, for example, where we have housing estates. 
So if you think of in the north where I specialise, places like Donnybrook, Craigieburn, Greenvale, Wallert. So that's where you'll find vast tracts of land. When we talk about in an urban, that's we're talking Baldwin, Kew and those sort of areas. So in an urban, you would have your block of land. You might have lived there for the past 15 years. And you know what? I want a bigger house. The kids are growing into teenagers, that sort of thing. So what we're going to do is we're going to knock down the current house that we've got and build a new one. So that greenfields, paddock, inner urban, established housing. Okay, let's have a talk about the building process. Say I'm ready to say yes to Metricon and I decided on the style of house. What does that first step actually look like? So we've sited the house on the block using that geosite program. So we've provided you with fixed site costs. We've done a walkthrough, what we call a walkthrough of the house. So if you've chosen a house that's on display, we've taken you through and we've gone through room by room to explain what's different from standards, from what's standard to what's displayed. And we've talked you through what your changes would be room by room. So we've presented you with a full itemised quote. We've presented you with your geosites. We're getting you to sign off on your sales paperwork. So that's a huge amount of information and paperwork for a customer to go through. So you're signing off your siting. So yes, I agree to the house sitting on the block like this. We're signing off on our estimate or our quotation. So we've been through it. We've double-checked it. We're happy with everything. We're signing off on our working drawings. So the other thing that you may have done is we have what we call design options. And that might be, I want, instead of the standard outdoor room, I want a grand outdoor room. So providing it can fit and that sort of thing, we're going to sign off on those plans. There might be something that you wanted to do to customise or personalise the house yourself that we might not have a design option for. So it might be, I want an extra kitchen bench put in here or something like that. So we would need to get that all drawn up, drawn up and priced. You'd sign off on that as well. Okay. So that's good to know, though, that you can do extra things like that, but you're not stuck to the design if there's something small, I suppose. Correct. We're not going to redesign the world because we don't have the capacity for that. But if it's adding a bath to the ensuite, for example, that's not a standard option or sort of design option, then we can certainly do that. That's fine. What happens between there and there is it goes through what we call our technical support. So they're going to go through and check everything. Are we complying with all of the estate requirements? So we need to have 30% render to the front. We need a 25 degree pitch roof. Once we get the okay, they might send us back a paid with reviews on it. So it might say, for example, siding instead of four metres, now 4.5. We had to add six metres of eaves to the front of the garage. Anything to make sure that we're compliant, that gets picked up there. I then come back to you, Cecilia, and go, hey, great news, job's approved. These are the four things that we need to add on to make sure that we're compliant. You're going to sign off on that. The next call that you receive is from our pre-site managers. So they've got a really important job. And so you've been with me, we've spent all this time in 
I suppose, the exciting sales space. This is what we're doing. It's all getting serious now, right? So your pre-site manager is going to take you by the hand and they're going to walk you through a whole heap of things that you need to tick off on before we get to site. They're going to run through everything in terms of this is the house we're building, this is the name going on the contract, this is what we're looking at, this is our process, everything like that. And you're intimate with each other, right? So you guys are best friends. You're going to speak to each other for every week for probably the next four months or the next five months. Or So from there, the next call that you're going to get, which is probably the most exciting phone call for everyone, is to book you in for your studio appointment. So that's where the magic happens. You've seen the beautiful displays. You've spent your time going out. As you did when you were a kid, you were cutting out pictures of houses and pasting them in. So you've probably started what we call a lookbook or, you know, yep, something like that. Board. Yeah, the mood mm-hmm. board. So you know, you know what you like. We're then going to put you through your paces. Is this where that Studio M comes in? Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to get you to do a lot of pre-work before you go in. It's a huge thing, right? So think about this house. Every single part of the house has a colour and you've got to choose it. Now we'll come back to Karen later because I want to pick her brain about some of the common questions that she gets from people wanting to build for the first time. But before that, it's time for our first return guest on the series. You'll remember Drew Glasscott from the first episode of the podcast. He's the GM of sales for the Victorian arm of Metricon, and he is an absolute whiz when it comes to getting started on your new home project. My first question for Drew was a seemingly obvious one. What's the best way to get in touch with Metricon? There's a number of ways. We have customers who reach out to us through our website. They'll fill out the web form and then somebody from our sales team will get in contact with that person. That's quite brave, isn't it? Like, that's a brave thing. Are you sitting at home and you're like, oh, maybe I should, should I do this? Should I press send? <laughs> Absolutely. But it's funny, every morning we open up our contact setter because at nighttime people sit on their computer and they start Googling and searching and come across Metricon and put through an inquiry. So we open up contacts on every morning and think, how many have we got from last night? And that's the way they engage these days. So that's definitely one way. One three hundred Metricon we plaster everywhere through our radio ads and press and billboards. So a lot of people know our number, so they give us a call. And the third way is come and visit one of our display homes across Victoria. Yeah, I think the contact doing it through the website is great because you can capture that inspirational moment when someone might go, Oh, sick of this house or oh, I really need to get the ball rolling. I'll send a an email just now and then I've done it as opposed to it's Saturday, let's head out, go and have a look at the walk through one of the display homes. Like that's a much bigger commitment, isn't it? So it's great that you can make that first contact much easier. It is, but a lot of people, I remember when I was growing up too, that on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon, that if you had nothing to do, let's go visit some show homes and because people find- I love doing that. Yeah, people find inspiration to- Although I must admit, every time I go through one of our display homes, I think, God, my furniture at home is so old. <laughs> you need to upgrade it. It's almost depressing sometimes <laughs> going through these beautiful new homes. Australians love to just go and, if you've got time, to go through display homes. Whether you're building or not, people do that in their pastime, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's why all the home shows are so popular on TV. And I don't know, maybe it's just like this little dream that we all have that we could live somewhere nicer than we really do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds nice and easy. So the new home advisors are the people that I'm going to speak to or the person I'm going to speak to first off. What is it that they actually do for me as the customer? The first thing the new home advisors do is listen. So we want to know your story. 
Are you single? Are you married? Do you have kids? Do you have a dog? Is your elderly parent moving in so you need a bedroom downstairs if it's a double story? So we listen. And then the role of the new home advisor then is to put some options to you in terms of home designs that we think is going to fit those family needs and requirements that you have. We've had a look at the different types of builds, whether you're doing, you know, on a new estate or the knockdown rebuild, those kinds of things. What are the differences in the process if you're going to do something like that? If I choose to do a knockdown rebuild, how is that different than to building on a new estate in terms of timeframes and that kind of thing? Yeah, so it does take longer when you're doing a knockdown rebuild or a dual lock. Probably to state the obvious is because you've got something there that you need to get rid of first. And normally people need to find somewhere else to live during that process. So... So it certainly takes a little bit longer to go through that process. But in terms of a, a flat block of land, we just turn up, put your site fence up, the dunny on site, as they call it, and we start construction. So it's a lot quicker. Okay. And what about costs for getting rid of the existing house? Yeah. So that's a really good question. Demolition costs, it depends if there's asbestos in the home, because then you need people to come in and get rid of the asbestos separately. But if there's no asbestos, it actually doesn't cost as much as people think. People think it's going to cost tens of thousands of dollars, but knocking down is the easy part. It's actually getting rid of everything. Yes. Yeah. A couple of skips. And you imagine that you look at a house and you think, oh, there'll just be a, a skip and off it goes. But no, it's trucks and trucks and trucks to get rid of all those bricks and everything for the old home. Well, there's roof tiles and then there's all the stuff inside the walls. There's all the plumbing and everything. There's baths, there's toilets, yeah. there's flooring, yeah, everything. Yeah, there's a lot of, you're yep. right. Yes. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm thinking about that now. I'm like, hmm, okay, you've got to get rid of the house. Well, the other funny part is that I see some houses that they're knocking down and think, it seems too good to knock down. Yeah, I know. I'd really struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, most people who are knocking down a home, it is a really old home and almost unlivable. But there's certainly some people that even buy houses because they're buying the location but they still want to get their own home. And you look at it, they're going, it still seems too nice to knock down, but it's their choice. Yeah. Also, when you've got an existing home, if you want to start fixing things up, it's like pulling the string on a jumper. Like you start one thing and then the whole thing just starts to unravel. So knocking the whole thing down and starting again is a pretty wise decision in lots of ways. Yep. Totally agree. Okay. So let's say that a customer is ready to lock in a home with Metricon. Do they need to put down a deposit to make it happen? need to put down a deposit to secure that home design and that price and the current promotion that we're offering. And that depends on which brand, but the deposit is as little as $1,500 with some brands. and others, it's a little bit more than that, but the initial deposit is certainly, you know, it's not thousands and thousands of dollars. It's minimal compared to what the house is going to cost. So what happens then with financing? The customer might be able to access $1,500, but that's obviously just the beginning. Does the customer need to come to you with their finance already sorted out or is that something that Metricon will help with? We have a mix of customers, Cecilia. Some come with their finance all sorted and others not so much, but Metricon's aligned with mortgage brokers. And even if you have got your finance sorted, we encourage you to have a chat with those mortgage brokers because they don't just use one financial institution or the big four banks. They shop around to make sure they get the best rate for you, whether you're an investor, a first home buyer, how big your deposit is. They'll make sure you get the best deal. So we certainly encourage all our customers, whether their finances sorted or not, to have a chat with one of our mortgage brokers we're aligned with. Okay. So they've paid their deposit. When do you sign the contract? What happens after you've paid the $1,500? So it really depends on the buyer. Okay. And then is there another cost once that contract is secured? Yes. Most brands, it's a 5% deposit at contract signing. We've talked about the new home advisors. They're the ones that you'll speak to in the beginning. What about the pre-site managers? What do they do? 
New Home Advisor is there to lock in your home, your facade, your site costs, et cetera. And then when the paper goes in the office, you're then handed to the pre-site manager. And the pre-site manager takes you from your sales paperwork in the office to when we go to site. So through that whole council process, studio process, electrical appointments, et cetera, they manage that whole process till you get a site. Okay. And then you get passed over to the site manager? Site manager. That's right. Right. Okay. And then the site manager sees you through right to completion of the home? Those golden keys are in your hand. Okay, super. Rightio. Okay, well, that's good because knowing that you're only going to be dealing with a certain amount of people along the way, I think makes a big difference. Right. Thanks for joining us today. It's been very enlightening. I've learned a lot of things about the whole process. It's made me excited because I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe this is something I could have a look at. It has to be near the beach. It's the only way I would build a new home is if it was near the beach. So you would be knocked down, rebuild for sure. Yeah, probably. So before we let you go, can you tell me, have you got a favorite customer success story from your time at Metricon that stands out? Oh, Cecilia, there's so many. I mean, we have customers who they lost their house during bushfires. Oh, tell us about that. Well, and these people lose everything. They basically, apart from the clothes on their back, they've got nothing else. They lost everything from photos to furniture to clothing. It's horrible. And they come in and tell their story and they're pretty broken, these people. And then... To see them go through that building journey and when they get the keys, like that absolutely makes you so happy to know that back to our shelter story, that not only have they got shelter over their head, but they've got a dream home. And after what those people have been through, they deserve nothing else. But I think every day I get excited, especially probably with the Home Solution brand, which is our low deposit brand. And we are honestly helping Australians get into a home that don't think they can afford it. There's a lot of people that can't save 5%. The cost of living these days is not easy. So the Home Solution customer, we're helping people get into their first home and build wealth. It gives me a real buzz. It was great getting to speak to Drew again. And all this talk of customization with Studio M was getting me really excited. We'll talk all about the studio in the next episode. But before then, I still had a few more questions for Karen about the admin side of things. Like after you've decided to take the plunge, when's the best time to get in touch? I suppose the thing is, it's important for the customers to get in early and come in and spend that time with the sales team to figure out, does the house fit? Is it buildable? Is it within our guidelines of fall and those sort of things? Because unfortunately, there are blocks of land that we can't build on too. So if there's one, looks like it's on the side of a hill, it's probably going to present a bit of a challenge. Okay. And is the location something that people tend to pick first? Like I want to live in Sunbury or I want to live in Truganina and they come to you that way or do they go, I really like this house, where can I put it? Yes and yes is the answer to that. (laughs) So it's going to depend on budget. I was just chatting to one of my sales guys just a couple of days ago and they were really looking to get into Wallert. But unfortunately, the budget that they had was going to only allow them to get say, a 20 to a 22-square single-storey home. They really wanted something bigger. And these guys were making the move from Eltham, right, but because of work and everything like that. Now, what was actually suggested to them was, let's try a place called Mandalay. Mandalay's in Beveridge, a little bit further out of town, but it's on a golf course. They've got bigger blocks. The land is a cheaper starting price, which then allows you to put a much bigger house on it. So they took a drive out there, absolutely fell in love with it. You know, it's beautiful and they got the house of their dreams, but they just had to overcome the decision themselves and go, well, we can buy in Woolert and we can afford Woolert, 
but we can afford something so much bigger and really what we want to grow into and spend the next 15 years of our life with kids and everything if we travel an extra 15 minutes down the freeway sort of thing. Yeah, right. And it's different for everybody, I'm sure. I always think that if you go to an open for inspection, for example, and you look around at the people and you think, what's everyone's needs? What are people looking for? Why are they looking at this house in particular? Okay, tell me about site costs. What does that mean? Site costs are the least sexiest part of a house, (laughs) right? You come into a house and you look around and you can see the beautiful kitchen that's been built. Site costs, you don't actually see anything, right, because it's under the ground. It's it's the most important part of the house, in fact. So site costs are dependent on, number one, the location. And when I say location, the north and the west, the soil's what we call highly reactive. There's a lot of clay in it, a lot of movement. If you're building in the south or the east, there's more of a sand component And obviously, the more movement you've got, then the deeper foundations that we need to put in to secure the house. In the north here, we've got huge big rocks and boulders that need to be pulled out of the house to put the foundations on. You were saying before that a block of land might not be available for 18 months. But say I wanted to purchase a house today, how long is it going to be until I move in? Let's say if the land's ready to build on now, let's say 12 months to be realistic. Now, T's and C's on that, that's going to be based on a greenfield site. Metricon's got so many different brands within it that some of the brands are going to be getting to site faster. But look, if we said 12 months, that's completely reasonable. We've got a tidal block of land ready to go. Yeah, once it's started, it kind of just takes a life of its own, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, unless, again, there's any hiccups, but I love the fact that Metricon's not going to hit you up for um, that. (laughs) Yeah, and the difference with Metricon and their build is that, and it's pretty neat what they do, they've got one person in each region that pretty much petruses trades. So if you're the carpenter and I'm the plasterer, you'd ring up and say, hey, I'm finishing on Tuesday. They'd ring me, the trades manager would ring me and go, all right, you're good to start on Wednesday. Yeah, okay, so there's no waiting around. Yeah, and if I can't start on Wednesday, then they'll move me off and put somebody else on. So with all the trades and suppliers touching the house, if you each one of those is a day late, there's two months without even, without it. So get rid of that white space and it allows a really well-built and timely build to happen. Yeah, that's good to know because I think a lot of people assume that that is the way that builds work anyway, but of course they don't because it really does depend on availability of all the different moving parts. Correct. Nice if there's more than one that can fit into the slot. Right. Well, I feel very inspired. Lucky I haven't got the checkbook ready to buy a new house (laughs) today because otherwise maybe, but let's just wrap things up. Over your time with Metricon, have you got a favorite customer success story that you'd like to share with us? There's just so, so many. There's times when Metricon has changed people's lives, like there's a couple that I can think of. One that really resonates strongly, really strongly with me was a single mum had come out of a really shocking marriage and she'd managed to get together the deposit or part the deposit. Our finance partners were able to help her with the finance component And she texts one of the sales guys one night 
and just said, you need to understand what difference you've made to my life. It was only a few months ago that life was not worth it, that life was way too hard and you've actually put me into a home Mm. and you've provided a safe environment for me and my kids and this is something that I never, ever could have ever imagined. So it's ones like that that absolutely grab you at the heart because this lady, if she hadn't have walked in that day and who knows what brought her in that day, but if she hadn't have walked in that day, you know, would, would it have been able to happen? There's just so many customers that are just so grateful because you've given them a house and their kids are going to grow up there. And it's just really a thing of beauty. It's something that's so amazing to watch these people's lives change and take off from there. Thanks for listening to Episode 5 of Building the Dream, a podcast by Metricon all about the process of building a new home. In today's episode, we broke down what happens when you finally take the plunge and get the process started for your new home with Metricon. Karen explained what goes on behind the scenes and Drew walked us through how to actually go about making a purchase with Metricon. Join us next episode as we finally dive into the very tantalising Studio M. But if you're ready to take the plunge now, head over to metricon.com.au and get in touch with a new home advisor. I'm Cecilia Ramsdale and I'll catch you next time on Building the Dream. Building the Dream.